0: Om Bhadraṅkarnevi Śrīnu Vāma Devaha Bhadraṅkvaśyema akṣabhirja jatraha Sthirairaṅgai īstuṣṭu bhāgaṁ śasthanu bhihi Vaśema devahitaṁ yadāyuhu Om śānte May we hear with our ears what is auspicious. May we see with our eyes what is beneficial. May we sing praises to the Lord and enjoy with strong limbs and body the life assigned to us by Him. Om Peace, Peace, Peace. I first thank Swami Sarvodevananda who is not present here for inviting me to this special occasion which was mentioned by, uh, mentioned, uh, mentioned that there was a ceremony of bows for monastics, monastic bows and also brahmacharja bhaus. that means sannyasa bhaos and also brahmacharja bhau. Uh, there are two stages in monastic life, first stage is brahmacharini. That means one takes a vow of celibacy and the second is that after that there is a vow of sanna. So that means giving up everything. That is just in a short that meaning of these two ceremonies and they are formal. That means it is a, in India it is a very legal also. That means if if you become a monk, there are certain rights you lose. That, That is definitely true in India. So, for that uh, occasion, several other Swamis were also invited, and I was also lucky to be invited. And as a corollary, because Vedanta Society of Southern California has so many centers, and the occasion was also ripe for some other uh, events also. 125th anniversary of Swami Vivekananda's coming to this area, and also seventy-fifth anniversary of the establishment of the Tropogo Canyon Monastery so in that way all things together uh, I had the opportunity visiting this place and Swami said that you stay a little more we are good friends actually so he said you stay a little more and visit these two places that means this uh, Santa Barbara temple and also other than these celebrations uh, you just extend your stay a little more and give a talk there. So in that way, I had the privilege of visiting this. whether I visited this place several times because Sacramento is not too far. And previously our Swami, uh, Sraddhananji Maharaj, used to come when he was well. That means when he could, uh, his health was all right. He used to come every day. It was almost fixed uh, arrangement. That Swamiji has told him uh, used to tell him that every day, every year, you please come and visit all our centers in Southern California. So he used to come here, and mostly in the month of April, for about eight or ten days, and visited this place, and he used to give talks and meet the Swamis, meet the devotees. So in that way, it, were, it the connection is really very ancient and also very delightful. And today I have chosen a subject that means meditation in daily life. And um, seeing this place or experiences this place, I must say this is probably one of the best place for practice of meditation. That means this Santa Barbara temple. So quiet, so remote and also environment is so pure that you cannot help but meditate here. Swami Vivekananda came to this country, as you know, in 1893 and visited many places. And he came in this area in 1900 and stayed for some time. But his mission was to teach spirituality uh, in general. At the beginning, definitely he acquainted his uh, audience about the heritage of spirituality of India and then actually practical side of the spirituality by which anybody including the people of this country can benefit in that way he taught also spirituality uh, to them. When he was in New York, he gave a series of classes on Raja Yoga. that means the practice of The reaching God through the practice of meditation. Raja Yoga, a word which has been made popular by Swami Vivekananda. It is of course come, uh, this word comes in the uh, Bhagavad Gita also, but it was not that common at that time. But when Swami Vivekananda introduced yogas, four yogas, Raja Yoga was one of them. Probably That was the first uh, important uh, series of talks that he had given systematically. Thereafter, he went uh, to England. There also he gave a class on this meditation, Raja Yoga classes. And these classes uh, were very important. So, they were taken down by uh, the stenographers and later on they were formed into, into a book. And Swami Vivekananda himself had the opportunity of going through that book. And he wanted that some permanent things should be left so that people can really get benefit then and future also. So, in that way, this Raja Yoga book was published during his lifetime. And in that book, Raja Yoga, we see that uh, there is a collection of his talks also, and there is a systematic explanation of authoritative book on Raja Yoga, that means meditation, which is known as Patañjali Yoga Sutra by one uh, one means that is probably most well-known authority of uh, uh, this meditation or uh, uh, yoga, uh, this practical yoga by Patanjali, a sage who lived uh, seems to be about 200 years before Christ. What he had done, Swami Vivekananda said at the beginning of that book, that he had collected the then... Uh, practices that are that were common and then he himself uh, wrote down this sutra Sutras means a sort of law you know newton's law is there then uh, different physics law in physics there are laws in chemistry there are laws in that way in a short way uh, the the knowledge is given the reason probably was this that means uh, it was easy to remember them that means you could memorize in those days it was difficult. The communication was difficult, writing was difficult, what to say about printing and nowadays of course there are many ways of communication. So that was one of the things and also it was made in such a way that that should pass from one practitioner to another practitioner. So there are teachers who used to practice those uh, methods or the, those knowledge and in that way they used to teach them. So in that way, the knowledge propagated. So definitely there are many, many teachers who actually used to teach meditation and other spiritual disciplines. And in that way, he collected them in a concise way. And that book has four parts, that means uh, uh, which gives the theoretical aspect, then practical aspect, and also what will be the result. So these are the... uh, things that have been very well discussed there. And these, uh, these physical postures, which is known as asanas, came, and the benefit was really immediately uh, found, because they are very practical, and if you do, immediately you can get the results. So in that way, the, once you get the good results, so naturally it becomes popular, it, it is easy to adopt them. So in that way, this yoga meant these asanas and you will find that every corner of the of any uh, city you will find a yoga studio and people are teaching and in that way it has become very very popular and it is really uh, what is astonishing that people are getting benefit and their uh, what is called uh, they themselves that means uh, it seems to me that yoga, this asana posture and all those things are more popular in this country than in India. In India, of course, there are many other uh, practices of spirituality. There are probably, it suits them or the tradition has come in that way. They do that. But this yoga, asanas and all those things are more popular in the West. In, in every places you will find there are teachers and because this meditation also has come so people are deriving benefit out of meditation and it has been established that means it has been found because nobody will accept something without experiment and getting the result so it took probably little time to find out the benefit of meditation and then it has become a subject of study also a part of the study of mind as we know so in that way It is picking up and people are doing meditation, they like to do meditation and also uh, like to learn meditation. So uh, that is the place where it stands now. So Swami Vivekananda uh, uh, had taught very simple ways of meditation, practice of meditation. Uh, uh, Usually, as as I told you, because of his popularity, people come to us to learn meditation. So we have a small small pamphlet taken from Swami Vivekananda's teachings for a starter, how to do meditation, especially uh, young students or anybody who uh, have heard about meditation and curious about meditation. So how to do meditation? uh, uh, We have a small pamphlet. Uh, that we give and then we say that you follow this and if you need more help you can come and we shall uh, discuss and help you. So, first Swami Vivekananda has said about environment for meditation. Environment means pe- people live in different circumstances, in different situations and, and also uh, that uh, livelihood is different. So, there are many factors which are, which affect. Uh, this environment. If you are in, a, in an environment of family life, so naturally your environment will be something. If you are a student, your environment is something. And if you are alone, you, uh, you live by, by yourself, environment will be different. So in that way, there are different types of environment, but certain, envi- certain type of environment is very conducive for meditation that Swami Vivekananda has said. So, for that quiet place uh, is most important. As I told you at the beginning, this is the, one of the best places, even in our order, uh, which is good for meditation. You can spend hours in doing meditation here. You can do meditation ev- anytime, ev- during the daytime, anytime and do meditation. And in that way, environment is prepared here. That means a ready inv- environment you can get. Because to control the mind outside, disturbances need to be controlled if you because our eyes ears and all those things are often they have to be controlled Controlled in a sense that means there should not be input through those senses then actually we can look at we can really uh, look at our own mind meditation means mind working on the mind so you have to watch your mind that is a simple way of saying what is meditation so, the environment is there. So, environment has to be, if the a quiet place is there, but also it should be such that uh, uh, the, uh, the uh, other aspects of meditation is that it should be enlightening. Enlightening in a sense, that means it should be joyful. It should not be depressing. There are places it may be very quiet, but it is very depressing also. In that way, uh, of Of course, uh, what is called cremation grounds or uh, what is called cemetery, they are also very quiet and they are not bad for meditation, but it doesn't suit everybody. Those who are really very serious about meditation, for them it will be good because other thoughts also will come in those places which may not be conducive for meditation. But suppose uh, I am in a house and live, in a, uh, b- I live by myself or there is an opportunity of living by myself or at least I have the opportunity of to be alone uh, in, the, uh, in a household also. So, uh, uh, if I can make a space for doing meditation, then it will be very conducive or very helpful. And for that Swami Vivekananda has said that have a place and room where actually you will pra- practice meditation regularly. The point is that he has given the example that temples are there, churches are there. Why they are there? Because once you enter there, you feel that vibration. What is the vibration? You cannot see vibration, but you can feel that. That is the point. So if somebody or if a number of persons for ages or even for some time have done some, uh, what is called, good thoughts. Had, so Swami Vivekananda is saying that good thoughts actually as if just get plastered in the what is called the walls and ceiling on those places, and when somebody enters there, actually they uh, give what is called influence them. So, in that way, temples and churches and religious places have their natural, uh, what is called, their natural source of quietening the mind. So, in the same way, in the house or in, the, uh, in, a, in a room, it can be created by this repetition. Repetition is the most important part of the practice of meditation so if you do meditation in one place in a corner so every day when you come automatically the from the corner you will get some help by way of vibration so if you have the opportunity of coming places like this naturally it it is a uh, ready-made environment is always there then of course he has said that well there you just pay respect to Uh, the meditators that means there are successful meditators that means there are well-known meditators or spiritual personalities in in our history so suppose buddha buddha was a great meditator as you know he left his uh, what is called princely life and became a beggar and then uh, started doing meditation for the sake of relieving the uh, uh, what is called the sorrows of humanity that was his goal He never said that I wanted my liberation, but he said that I want to relieve the sorrow of humanity. So that was his goal. And meditation definitely that helped, that means he himself uh, reached that state. He came out uh, by doing meditation, got the result, and then actually he propagated that. And in that way, we see environment and all those things actually worked for him. And naturally in his teachings also, we find that he has given instructions in that way. In case of uh, Shankaracharya also we see, Shankaracharya had the opportunity of a prodigious uh, child. So at a very young age, he mastered the scriptures and then actually by studying scriptures, he found that there is something which is self-realization. So naturally for that, he was uh, very eager. Ultimately, he renounced everything and got a teacher. And it is said that when he sat for meditation, within three days, actually, he had the highest realization. That means it is called Samadhi or Nirvikalpa Samadhi in technical term. So he was lucky because there is no way that it can be said and everybody cannot get that. So he said that probably he had the great sanskaras. that That is probably in previous lives he had done all those things. So it happened to him very easily. And in our time, we see that Sri Ramakrishna and his disciples, especially Swami Vivekananda, also had the opportunity of doing spiritual practices. Sri Ramakrishna is very special because he was uh, born in a, uh, a village, a poor, uh, a poor family, but he had the environment of spirituality by doing worship in a, a small temple, that a family temple like that. And that actually ultimately uh, brought the spiritual fervour in his mind. Then, because of the profession, his family was professional priests. So, naturally he was engaged as a priest in a temple. There also he got that environment. It was a new temple and they engaged him as a priest. And then actually we see that he had the desire to, uh, 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 to have the vision of God. Uh, he practiced a path of devotion. So in devotion path uh, one can have the vision of God. So he was very particular about that and ultimately we see though he did the follow the profession of a priest that means daily activities uh, he had to get up in the morning and do the temple services till the night and then actually he used to take time for doing meditation in a secluded place temple complex so naturally in the after evening things become very quiet so he selected a place and made the environment conducive for him for doing meditation and all those things and later on we see there's an occasion when time came and he had the highest realization and not only that he continued to practice and there are many experiences that he had and in, ca- in case of Swami Vivekananda also, you see, his disciple, he came to uh, Sri Krishna because he was a, a modern person, that is, modern student. Naturally, philosophy studied, philosophy and all those things heard about God. And he had also the desire to what actually is God or he wanted to have a person who has seen God. Uh, in that way, he was looking for somebody and ultimately he had the opportunity of coming to Sri Ramakrishna at that time they are together that means he was a student in a college and Sri Ramakrishna was in the outskirt in a uh, what is called in a suburb area in the Dakshina Sarkali temple and he by that time actually he had the, uh, some reputation has spread that he had seen God or he, uh, he, he, and, uh, he has the very high spiritual attainment because uh, in those days there was a current of spirituality or religious movements which actually attracted him because he was seeking or trying to figure out that whether these things are true, Swami Vivekananda, I am saying. So, ultimately, when they met, Swami Sri Ramakrishna actually initiated him in the practice, that he became teacher and he became a student, and by practicing his method, and ultimately, he became a realized person. So, the situation is very interesting. Now, uh, that means it is... uh, uh, with some authority, Sri Ramakrishna actually uh, 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 told him. When Swami Vivekananda, he was a Narayananatha at that time, young boy of say 18 or 20 years old, came because he was looking for a person who has seen God, so that he can also see or whatever it may be. So he went to many persons. Nobody actually could tell that he has seen God seeing God means that means ultimate realization and spirituality according to our different paths especially the path of devotion they say seeing God that is the uh, in meditation actually it is maybe uh, the term maybe uh, term is little different but the goal or the experience is the same and nothing can be none of this can be had that means in Practice of meditation or practice of devotion, uh, nothing can happen without what is called concentration of the mind, whatever it may be. The story is that when uh, 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 Narayananatha was searching for a teacher who could tell how to uh, uh, realize God, so he went to many reputed persons, even there was a person, Devonar Tagore. He was a a great leader of a spiritual movement, Brahma Samaj. He actually could not tell him that, I have seen God, I can show you. But when he went to Sri Ramakrishna, he said that, well, yes, I have seen God. Not only I have seen you, I uh, I see him uh, more uh, conspicuously than I see you. And not only that, I can show you also. That was actually uh, very few person will be able to tell it confidence to a young person like that. So, uh, naturally, if somebody says that I can show you God, so people think that person must be something wrong with his brain. That means, head has gone wrong. But he was a very sincere and impressed by he, Sri Ramakrishna's alive. So, ultimately, he, uh, he surrendered to himself, if you call it, and did practice, and in his time, actually, he had also the highest realization through meditation. So, these are the different... Uh, occasions or celebrated stories or incidents that had happened in our uh, that we see, and there are many many other stories we'll find that are uh, that are available in uh, in m- many branches of uh, religion. So the practice, as I is telling, that means there are uh, uh, as Swami Vivekananda later on when he became a teacher, so he used to tell that yes, there should be an environment, then actually sit down and uh, the place where just to keep that place uh, what is called sacred or spiritually oriented have some uh, what is called flowers or images of uh, uh, teachers who have successful like buddha or we keep sri ramakrishna or in 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 in, um, uh, indian spiritual there are many gods and goddesses that means they are the forms of divinity by, with the help of which people have the realization, meditating on them or doing different types of practices, they had the successes. So, that creates an environment. Then actually, uh, Swami Vivekananda said, uh, and also it is according to a scripture that time is also, that means it is very important that if physically we can create something, so that is, uh, that means at least 10 percent or 20 percent, Pro- problem will be solved because ultimately we have to control the mind but by mechanical things or doing something actually if we can create an environment so it is very helpful so in that way time is also very important especially at the beginning he said that at the morning and in the evening that is a time when nature becomes quiet and by observation also you can see that nature really becomes quiet during this time So, that is the time when if we practice meditation, then uh, you get the help of the nature. So, that is one of the criteria. Later on, of course, any time is good for meditation. Uh, And when we become adept in meditation, probably in a working place or in a a crowded place also, meditation can be done. You know, you see that in temples and other places, uh, especially in... Kolkata or such other places, busy streets and small temple is there. There are temples all around and people is uh, uh, trying to do meditation. That happens, that is possible if there is no other way uh, or there is no other place. Even in a busy place also, it can be practiced. But definitely, if somebody wants to get the help of the surroundings, these are the, uh, what is called, these are the... uh, ways by which actually you can get the help then sitting also because mind has to be controlled so if the body and mind they are together usually think of the body as uh, what is called we are body then of course later on we see that no we are probably the mind body is a what is called an external thing that is there So, body also is important because if the body is not quiet and controlled, it will affect the mind. If there is a pain, naturally mind will be uh, after the pain. If if there are other uh, disturbances there, so naturally it will affect the mind. So, posture is also important which is very popular. That means, to have a good body, practice of postures, exercises and all those things are very helpful. So, in that way, that is another uh, aspect of the Practice of meditation. Then actually, he comes to the what is called uh, real practice. First is that our mind is disturbed, so to control the mind is uh, very difficult. So they are just saying. I think uh, in our scriptures also that means it is just like a monkey. Monkeys, you will see in the picture also, they are always uh, busy. That means doing something, looking at something. So, they are the good example of a disturbed mind. So, naturally, uh, uh, to quieten the mind, it has been said in, uh, teachers have found that if you think that uh, the thoughts that are coming are coming from different sources, if you can really quiet them, that means if you can think that I am not really affected by the other person's vibrations or other natural uh, vibrations that are uh, that may disturb so in that way always pray for that that means pray that everybody be happy if they are happy so naturally they will not really uh, uh, what is called from them actually no disturbance mental disturbance will not come to you so if you call from somebody if you have called with somebody naturally that uh, that uh, that memory of the quarrel uh, uh, will come to you. So if those things can be controlled by some prayer, in that way actually prayer is also very good at the beginning so that you are not disturbed. So he says, let all beings be happy. If somebody is disturbed, so naturally his happiness is gone. So if everybody is happy, it doesn't happen, but definitely for oneself we can really just utter these words or, or in the mind we can think of. This is an, a sort of exercise. Uh, in that way, we can do. De- then, let all beings be peaceful. So, disturbances come mostly from other persons. So, if they are peaceful, naturally, that will be happy. It doesn't mean that I am such powerful that if I say you, everything will be peaceful, it will not happen. That is very evident. But still, for my sake, it has been found. If you pray in that way, wish in that way, strong wish is there, naturally, your mind will be quiet then of course he has said every being be blissful that means it is not that you are achieving something which other will not be will not be able to achieve so you will become a very uh, powerful person or a very prominent person it should not be like that everybody should have the opportunity of having the uh, reaching that goal that means bliss in fact Swami Vivekananda said that all beings are actually going towards the End. End means, that means, self-realization. All beings, that means, from starting from the amoeba to the highest being, say Lord Buddha, uh, in that way, all beings that are there, they are actually striving to reach that goal. The point is that, the time, time factor. So, an amoeba probably will have to evolve slowly so that it will have some mind, and then if the mind is there, probably to an insect or uh, animal or something, so that, in that condition it is not possible because uh, uh, the mind will be always busy for food and protection from predators and all those things. So, it is not possible ultimately when one reaches to the human birth then actually probably there is a possibility of getting the what is called the highest uh, stage. So, it is important that we need to understand that uh, as a human being we are possessed that means because of a good karma or whatever it may be that we have this human body in human body actually it is only possible to have the highest realization so we should be very serious those who are really and know about it or interested about it that we should not really uh, waste time uh, waste time for uh, this self-realization that is only possible in this life so in that way, actually, uh, we see that uh, uh, if we understand, then actually we can really get a uh, get an impetus in our mind to do spiritual practices. So now, as Swami Vivekananda said, then actually, a exact meditation starts. We have a mind, and then we are trying. Uh, if we, uh, he, he is saying that, now the point is that. It is very simple, say, how to have the self-realization. That means if you control the mind, then automatically you will be able to know your true self. That will be self-realization. The first line of the Patanjali Yoga Sutra is that control your mind and realize your true self. Finished. That means if somebody can just hear and does it and be successful, immediately here he will get the, what is called, liberation as it is called. That means liberation from uh, uh, sorrows, not only a liberation from, according to our Eastern philosophy, uh, rebirth, and uh, uh, and also have the eternal peace. So yeah. all these things are possible just by controlling the mind, and that is the goal of this Raja Yoga. But it does not happen that easily. Uh, everybody knows that. So even the what is called the what is called the uh, pra- those who have practiced for a long time, they also say that well. It is really very difficult to control the mind. So, I, so and Sri Ramakrishna, of course, uh, and also other, there are different paths. So, they uh, like to practice in different ways. But we presume that somebody is trying to have the uh, self-reaction through this meditation. So, so what, will, uh, what will be the uh, method? So, Swami Vivekananda say, says that, well, think of your own body and see that it is strong and healthy that i told you at the beginning it is the best instrument we have that means there is no other way or outside uh, implements all those things that can help you uh, or that can lead you to this self-reaction it is you have to uh, work with your body Think of it as being as strong as, a, uh, strong as strong as adamant. Think, that is the point. Nobody is really without disease, really small or big or whatever it may be. Some sort of difficulties are with their everybody. And it is said that if you do not have that type of, what is called, uh, sensation of illness or some ailments or something, you will not feel that you have a body. So, to feel that you have a body, some sort of difficulties are always there so that mind remains into the body. I think it is God's plan or whatever it may be. Think of it as being as strong as adamant. So, you, you have to force your thought that you have to think. Though your body is not strong, you think that you are strong. And that with the help of this body, you will cross the ocean of life. That means you will have a ocean of life. This is another way of self-realization. That means if you reach the goal, natural ocean of life means... You have come to the end of your, uh, what is called, uh, continuous, uh, continuous uh, uh, what is called, process of being born and dying and all those things, just like ocean. Freedom is never to be reached by weak. This is Swami Vivekananda's very uh, strong words, because he was always in the positive side. He d- did not uh, uh, teach, actually, uh, weakness, especially which are common in devotion and all those things, prayer and all those things, something uh, is, uh, they are definitely good, but he was in favor of strength. That there is no doubt about that. And in that way, actually, he has taught everything. Tell your body that it is strong. Tell your mind that it is strong. And have unbounded faith and hope in yourself. Self-confidence, that is important. It is not pride. And it is not ego also, but actually you have to have that confidence that you can do something. We can do many things, but also in this case, in spirituality, also it is important. We have to have that type of faith that we can reach that goal. So uh, that is very important. Then actually actual practice, he has said. Think of a space in your heart and in the midst of that space, think that a flame is burning so this is a you can say an exercise in exercise actually you you say stretch your hand or stretch your leg or what is called take take breath in this way so in the same way when you have acquired all these qualities that means you have practiced all those outside things now go inside and think that inside your body inside your heart there is a what is called space In fact, actually anatomically there is a space I have heard from the doctors that there is a space, a a hollow space inside the heart and that flame is burning. You have to imagine, this is the exercise of imagination and in that way think there is a flame inside. So, uh, think of that flame as your own soul and inside the flame is another effulgent light and that is the soul of your soul, God. So, these are the. Uh, what is called this is the way you have to think that is the first method of meditation that means you have to think that you are just like a flame and then there is a another flame and your flame is your uh, what is called atman or your consciousness and also it is a super consciousness if you call it that is the that is god presentation of god and meditate upon that in the heart and this is the beginning of the meditation so, this practice actually as I said step by step or stages by stages ultimately this practice have to be continued till we reach the goal that is the point. So, it is not a matter of joke that you will be able to su- you'll be, uh, 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 every day you will be able to do that and every time you will be able to do that and there should be uh, and if you have a test, that means if you are persevering naturally you will stick to it that means you will try and try and try. So that point is this, that means what is the situation, that means mind is there and we are thinking in these things and uh, Swami Vivekananda has presumed these things, that means there is a light flame and in many other uh, systems they will say that you think of your chosen ideal, that means uh, whom you like as a spiritual, uh, what is called, uh, uh, leader or spiritual leader. Uh, role model so in that way also it is possible the point is this a lot of thoughts have been given because it does not happen so naturally uh, the students will go to the teacher that sir i am doing these things but uh, nothing is happening it is very difficult to control the mind so naturally at the beginning which are uh, obviously uh, within our control whether after doing uh, those things properly the elementary things that I said at the beginning, even if uh, when the time, the time of meditation, the mind is not being controlled, then actually the problem comes. Uh, naturally, we seek advices from the, what is called those who are practicing for a long time or those who are really advanced, we can say, or those who have the opportunity of having the uh, learning or hearing from the successful spiritual teachers. So what happens actually? Why you are not able to uh, control the, mind. So, this has been uh, uh, taught in the Patanjali Yoga Sutra very elaborately and there are uh, uh, what is called there are uh, aphorisms and also elaborate explanation of of aphorisms by different teachers what is the mechanism of this mind and its uh, what is called this role model if you call it that means object which is actually representation of our consciousness. We all feel the consciousness within ourselves. There is no doubt. It is a, uh, it is accepted or we can feel and nobody will deny because co- without consciousness we will not live. If the consciousness go away we are dead. So there is no doubt and we see also that means if somebody does not have consciousness so he is dead. Anything or not only human beings all beings are like that. So the point is that this consciousness needs to be experienced. That is the point. And this is the method of experience in the consciousness that means you think that light is there light is the representation of consciousness and there is what is called two lights one light uh, is yours another light is uh, what is called super light which is the representation of god now patanjali uh, has followed one uh, uh, one uh, philosophy we have six systems of philosophies one is called Sankha Yoga Sankha Yoga actually does not say there is a super light there is only one light inside you just realize that and they call it Purusha the word Purusha also uh, in those days probably it has got many meanings but nowadays it is uh, really male that means uh, 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 male persons are called male gender is called Purusha but Patanjali has used as a representative of Atman that means the consciousness that is within ourselves now, what happens, as I told you, that means usually ordinary persons, those who are not very serious, they think, um, I means, that means my body, I am body. But those who are really educated, given some thoughts, they think, oh no, mind is myself, body is there, mind is controlling the body, that is obvious, uh, we can uh, see that there is a, a possible, uh, there is always a scope for that and we are seeing that. So naturally, is the mind the consciousness or not? So, many people think is that is the ultimate thing. That means mind and consciousness look same. That means I means I, I, my mind. I, with mind, I am doing everything. So, now the, uh, this problem or these questions actually have come to many persons. And ultimately, these philosophers actually sorted out those things. Especially, Sangho is ancient, most ancient scriptures of the Hindus. Lord Krishna also has in Bhaga, uh, said in Bhagavad Gita, uh, Saṅkha Yoga Prithagbara, That means in Sankho, actually of the of all the philosophies, I am Sankho. That means uh, that is the most important philosophy that uh, that is there, and I represent that. He has said that when there is a uh, re- uh, when you see something uh, very powerful or something very illuminating, I. I am present there. In that way, he taught Orjuna. You know, but Sanko is most ancient and very simple also. That means you don't have to believe in God. That is the first thing that is very convenient for us in this age. You don't have to believe in the existence or something who is actually controlling us from above the clouds, as Swami Vivekananda said. So that does not require, Sanko does not require that. That means you can have the self-realization without the help of God also. That is a very interesting uh, thing. But yoga, of course, we see Patanjali has accepted because it is a much later. Sankho is most ancient. That means even uh, probably at the time of our Vedic age, 5,000, 6,000 years ago also, Sankho philosophy was that people used to practice and as a natural, uh, uh, what is called uh, evolution, if you can say, or natural life that they had lived, in that way they used to have self-realization and Swami Vivekananda has said yes human beings all beings actually are going towards the self-realization but the point is the time so as I told you that means amoeba may take probably billions of years A human beings probably will take million, millions of years because they have advanced but in our case those who have really uh, uh, stuck up with this thought that well this is there like Swami Vivekananda that means well if God is there I have to perceive it I have to experience it so that type of problem is uh, 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 comes to our mind then naturally we shall have to work for that and in that way actually uh, it is like this that everybody will have but we have to have this in this life that is the most important Swami Vivekananda said uh, that to succeed you must have tremendous perseverance tremendous uh, will I will drink the ocean which is, uh, uh, you can imagine, that means it is a a fantasy, nothing but fantasy, but that type of thought actually is uh, a part of the exercise, you can say. Says the persevering soul, at my will, mountains will uh, crumble up. Have that sort of energy, that sort of will, and you will reach the goal. That means it is a sort of guarantee that he is giving. If you have that strong mind, in this life itself, you will be able to uh, reach the goal. So, as I am telling, that means the problem uh, um, um, uh, after practicing meditation, at the same time, once you are in the trap, you cannot really come out of it. That means you have loved this uh, practice. So, what, will, uh, what are the ways? Ways means first is that teacher have said, I am following the teacher's examples and all those things. That is fine and that will continue and uh, that has to be continued. But at the same time also on my side, that means uh, what I can do, uh, what are the tools that i have first thing is that if you can understand that mind actually is not the soul that you uh, uh, have to figure out that so mind is changing uh, and uh, there are many ways of uh, 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 there are uh, what is called scholars have um, uh, shown the example anything that changes is not really permanent that cannot be conscious and consciousness as as we see, is really a singular thing that we all inherit, that means there is no doubt. And not only that, uh, uh, if we go through the, uh, uh, what is called the teachings of the scholars and experiences, they will say that same consciousness is residing within ourselves. That also is a part of the experience, but definitely at the beginning actually we can start with our consciousness. So, consciousness and mind are not really the same. That has to be understood. So, the uh, the, the there are, uh, in Patanjali Yoga Sutra, actually it has been, especially the commentators has worked on that very elaborately. That means it is a very important thing. Otherwise, if you think that mind is the last thing and if you can really control the mind, automatically it will happen. That will not really work. You have to understand that mind and consciousness are not really the same thing. The reason is that, Uh, some of the teachers uh, have seen that they will say that when you do meditation you sit quietly and watch your mind so watching the mind means that means there is somebody or some entity who is watching so uh, that is the first step that means mind can be separated that means mind as if mind can be divided into two that means one watcher another another, thing is object subject and object Uh, that means somebody is watching and uh, something is being watched both things are in the mind, so which part actually will be the uh, uh, what is called the consciousness? The the it, it automatically you can really through some common sense you can understand the watching part will be the what is called the consciousness part, and things that is being watched that is really uh, what is called not the consciousness because they are changing. Changing means it goes away and it comes. Uh, 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 things that are in mind they uh, come and go. So, in that way, uh, we have to get an impression or we have to get a a conviction that this watching part, that means the observed part is the, where actually the consciousness is there. So, uh, there are, uh, then naturally it, it will come to our mind, why actually think the mind itself is consciousness. The point is that This consciousness is actually inhering the mind. That is why mind thinks that I am conscious. So, there are uh, what is called uh, practical experiences there and also on the basis of the experience it has been said that there are ways by which actually it can be argued or it can be conviction may come. So, say these magnets are there, you know, magnet and uh, in the, what is called, in the, on the, uh, what is called, uh, in your kitchen also you will see uh, in the refrigerator on the refrigerator you have you, small magnets are there probably one uh, grocery list you will just put it there so that you go to the what is called what is necessary for the grocery buying the groceries you write down and it is stuck on the uh, uh, refrigerator door so these magnets are very good example so with uh, if a, say office clip is brought to the um, that magnet and if you will see that office clip will also get magnetized and not only that if you uh, put another uh, office clip at the bottom of the that office clip you will see that it is also getting what is called uh, uh, what is called getting attached to that uh, one which is uh, touching the magnet in that way actually that consciousness is something like that magnet that means it doesn't know that it is a magnet but it really when other an object pure object that means you cannot really uh, uh, bring any object to the magnet and it will be magnetized it does not happen still that means pure iron has to be brought and it automatically get that uh, the magnetism actually transmits into it and in that way it happens so the purity is like that that means just like a iron which is pure and that is the effort that we do for clarification or purity of the mind then actually The consciousness which is inside, uh, uh, the magnetism, if you call it, that will come to us. In that way, it will be magnetized. And the relationship between consciousness and uh, this, uh, what is called, mind is like this. That means magnet itself does not know that I have magnetism. But when the uh, iron, uh, I am giving the example, just when the mind comes to it, actually it knows that Uh, what is called there is something like consciousness in that way actually uh, the operation is happening so in this way actually we see that these two things are important for the uh, magnet to come and realize that it is the magnetism itself that means that consciousness is really the thing that i have to uh, reach so that comes because when it comes there. And also magnet itself knows that I have magnetism because there is something pure soul is there. In that way actually both are working. And when an object is already magnetized, that means when spirituality has come, so naturally it, is, uh, uh, it itself is, has got that power, it gets that power. It is an example Or every aspect of spirituality will not be Uh, satisfied with this uh, uh, this analogy but definitely it is a very uh, one way of seeing how actually mind and uh, consciousness is working consciousness is just like a magnet but when the mind comes consciousness goes into the mind and consciousness thinks that uh, i am mind and in that way mind thinks i am consciousness in that way it is happening so this joining together that means this dependence of each other has to be separated that is the point mind is an inner, a, what is called inert substance inert substance means the subject uh, it is an object object in a sense that means which can be seen which can be perceived that is the sign of an object because the consciousness has got the uh, property of uh, uh, what may be uh, what is said that it un- it is unchangeable unchangeability is the first criteria of consciousness and in mind, actually, we do not have that. So naturally, we have to get a read or we have to overcome that. So in this way, actually, a little bit of logic or a little bit of observation is necessary for doing that. And we do spiritual practice that Swami Vivekananda has said, that light. And, 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 and as we know that many of us do with the chosen ideal. So, chosen ideal also is the construction of the mind. That means it is inside the mud. But why we have the, we take the help of the chosen ideal. Chosen ideal is helpful because just like flame, flame is an inert substance. But chosen ideal lives, uh, uh, say, some entity which was really conscious. That means it was, uh, it was a uh, person or a, a, a person or some, uh, something which has been imagined to be uh, conscious. So, in that way, and it is very pure also, because suppose I am thinking of Buddha. Buddha was a very uh, pure personality. There is no doubt about that. He has the self-realization. So, if you think of Buddha, that thought, that means mind is thinking, so this thought, because of the association of the mind with Buddha, automatically, because of purity that is there, all the qualities, if you call it Buddha, automatically get transferred. Just like, you see, magnet transfers the magnetism to the iron. So, in the same way, when the, what is called, these uh, chosen ideals come to the mind, actually, it transfers. That means, the, without our knowledge, actually, it becomes pure. And purity is the criterion uh, uh, for the getting the uh, spirituality from the consciousness itself that means consciousness will travel when it is really pure so in that way actually self-realization will come so that is a um, uh, swami vivekananda actually has uh, uh, i don't think that he has given too much stress on the uh, chosen ideal except in bhakti yoga and such other place because they are cho- uh, these are uh, what is called celebrated methods but In Raja Yoga, as I told you, in the practice of meditation, especially for those who are not really interested or do not feel attracted to personalities, for them actually, this path, that means the mind and the consciousness, if they can really understand that the two things are really separate. And in that way, uh, they can do the practice by what Swami Vivekananda has said or any other method, then actually meditation will be good. That means it, is, it will not be possible just thinking logically or through analogy. Conviction may come, but if that, may, that is made practical in our life, then actually it will be possible to have the self-realization. That is the thing. And my purpose of uh, uh, today's talk was that I give a class of Raja Yoga and Patanjali Yoga Sutra in our centre. And presently we have come to that stage. That means one one of the aphorisms which actually deals how actually mind and consciousness are intermingled. There are different four or five or probably about eight ways uh, that has been proposed. But the best uh, is that, acceptable is this, that means it is because of the ignorance. Ignorance is just like magnetism. It has passed into the uh, uh, uh mind consciousness somehow or other uh, uh, the uh, consciousness is ignorant uh, 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 about its own uh, sp- uh, what is called spiritual power or whatever it may be and in that way it, it, it has imposed it itself on the mind and in that way mind becomes uh, it equates that i am uh, mind, uh, myself, that means my consciousness is mind or mind thinks that I am conscious. So that actually is a, uh, what is called, studied in that uh, aphorism. So the basic thing, uh, just to sum up, is that in the in a stage of meditation, when we reach the observation of the mind, we have to understand that consciousness and the mind are really separate and we have to separate our consciousness from the mind itself and that is done by practice of purity if the mind becomes pure automatically the consciousness actually uh, will be uh, what is called consciousness will understand or it will come back from the mind to itself which will be the self-realization okay thank you very much for uh, giving an opportunity it is a sort of uh, as I I said, a very uh, uh, subtle uh, thing, but we can just give give some thoughts, these things, especially those who are serious about meditation, why actually mind is disturbed and how actually mind can be purified and then ultimately how the realization will come and what will be the realization, that means when the consciousness will be self-settled. That is the uh, goal of the, this yoga and meditation